welcome, welcome, welcome to the next episode of Watching the Multiverse. Hello. This is Chris. And Crystal. And we are here to rock out some good old shows. No pop, no circumstance. Let's just get into this one because it was a weird week. <laughs> it was a little weird. It was a little weird, but we did have some good, interesting stuff. And we're gonna, we're gonna work. We're, we're still working on our personal things here. We're working on getting our groove down here. So we're working with a few th- different things too. So just hop on board, enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah, Crystal's uh, even saying, "I don't know what this guy's talking about." I just, I, my mind went into weird places, but you know. That's our partnership here. <laughs> Speaking of weird places, Supergirl, Monday night, episode four, The Faithful. I liked how this started because it actually flashed back to the very first episode when Kara is saving Alex on the plane. Oh, so I miss those days. Yeah. I mean, there was, a, there was a guy that was on the plane and was grieving about something else. And I can't remember if it was something about his family or something like that. He nearly died. And then she's there and he's saved. So he decides to create a cult. Well, then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like it's a self-help meeting, but then they find out it's a cult made up of others that Supergirl has previously saved. So do they, like, what, worship her? or? Yes, they're actually worshiping her and following the teachings of Rao, the Kryptonian god. And it was weird. It's like she's hearing in the self-help group, she's hearing these words, and it's the same words her mother had taught her about, you know, the prayers and whatnot. You know, like, when we grow up, when we're growing up and we hear our father who art in heaven, yeah, 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 and all that. So it's like a church? A cult church, kind of like that. <laughs> so basically it seems like that only people could join is if they'd ever been saved by supergirl at one point you see this guy in a fire and she comes and saves him then you find out that he did it on purpose oh 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 <laughs> that's dark and it's some it is some messed up shit he recognizes kara in her alter ego at one point she confronts him and is like i know who you are oh so somebody, that. you know, realizes that glasses aren't a good disguise for once? Apparently not. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. So this guy then decides to blow up a stadium to kind of get more people to see the light of Supergirl. And oh, like, shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Like mm-hmm. a crazy religious fanatic, kind of. Exactly. Because he's got, he has this, it almost looks like a sarcophagus or something like that. They called it something, I, I'm blanking on the name right now, and it was very similar to the name of the little handheld energy source in the actual Supergirl movie. You know, the one back when, back in the day with Helen Slater. Right. And it was like some kind of, you know, some kind of octahedron or tetradecahedron or something like that. So it had this power source in it, and they figured out a way to kind of use it as a bomb. Supergirl was going to go in and easily get rid of it. There's kryptonite inside the bomb. Uh, so they want to hurt her now? Well, no, I think they just wanted to use it as a way so that she can't get rid of it. But what she then does is since she's being affected by the kryptonite, she actually, she does the whole thing. It's like they worship her as a god. Kryptonite allows her to be affected by things. So she cut her hand. It's like, I am not a god. And it's like all the little acolytes are all like, oh, no, we're getting to run out the fuck out of here. Ah!" 
my god. Yeah. That's dark. <laughs> exactly. So they couldn't get they she of course with the kryptonite there, she couldn't fly it out of there. She literally heat visions a huge hole, drops it in there. It explodes. Everybody in the stadium is safe, but I mean there is some kind of tectonic movement and whatnot and the weird th- so i mean that gets to there but the whole thing is at the very end of it you see that the explosion caused a someone in a vessel it's either underground or is it or it's probably the one under one one that is underwater that i saw in the first episode wake up oh that thing you were talking about yep and the thing is at one other point we see that there's a moment where uh, Sam, Samantha, the one that's run, running L Corp now for Lena, and mm-hmm. the one that I think is going to become Rain, she has this vision of somebody there, and she says that you're going to Rain, and she gets these weird symbols on her face and everywhere, and it's kind of creepy, and then it's like, she has like a hallucination or something. Oh, man. Yeah. that It, it, it was a dark episode, but I think it, it brought back like season one episode. It was a good... I was going to say, that sounds more like the Supergirl I used to like. Episodes that sounded more like Supergirl, period. More like something that was superhero involved. (laughs) Exactly. And especially since it went, it spoke back to episode one, season one. And then the whole thing. That's why I started watching it. I found, I watched it on Netflix. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I loved it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then season two started slowly becoming like, this isn't as good. Yeah, we well, you started feeling like it was a CW romantic Romance, drama. Yeah, 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 with a little bit of superhero thrown in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that was the faithful. This coming week, we get the episode entitled "Damage," which again, directed by my boy Kevin Smith. What? What? I'm always going to watch those episodes. Not like I'm not going to watch any of them. <laughs> Love him. Me too. Me too. And I mean, it sounds like. Early words are there's going to be some crazy stuff going on. So hopefully, I've heard some good things about this episode already. So because we're recording after it came on, we're we're getting back to we're getting back to normal. We're we're going to get there (laughs) soon enough. Either that or the holiday hiatuses are really going to help us out. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. All right, but then yeah, damage sounds like it's going to be a twisted episode. But then, oh yeah, and one hour later we get two. The show of the 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 the, the new series of the season. Called, it was like really the breakout hit. It really is. Just gotta say that. Yes, yeah. the gifted episode five, boxed in. Oh, someone really was boxed in. Oh yeah, we actually kind of a couple people because Strucker really uh, he had to earn his props this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Str- well, the guy from the bar, Fade, is what his name. Oh, he didn't like seeing Strucker there because of the whole thing that happened with the other people there in the Mutant Underground and the whole van thing. It's like, let me out of here. It's like, they, they're they tracking me. And he was yeah. all pissed about that. Well, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, I, I get it. He thought he was going to do it again. Mm-hmm. So You got to remember, this episode also then started with that scene where you see Agent Turner... Oh, that's yeah. when they showed the, the whatever, the, what they called it, something. But it was when the mutants and the humans got into, like, that. It started as a peaceful protest, and mm-hmm. then basically we'll call them the bad mutants. Like, we'll say the Magnetos, mm-hmm. who didn't want it to be peaceful. They were tired of being 
exploited and treated like shit and being taken into places and getting, you know, the magnetos of the world. Right. And, and the humans who didn't want to believe that mutants could be peaceful. And it started like a war right there at that peaceful protest. And that's where his daughter got killed. Yeah, that got that got twisted and screwed up right there. So mm-hmm. you, know, you see the daughter dying. Right. You have everything going on with the, the Struckers get all the back together. And there's that whole little... Uh, you know, uncomfortable feeling with Reed showing up with there. Yeah, to prove his loyalty, he suggests using himself as bait to lure the Sentinel Services agents away from the co- the mutant underground compound. So, and he did it. Yep. Oh, and I seriously thought Fade was just going to let. Oh, so did I. <laughs> and it's just like he runs down the alley, runs down the alley, thunk. <laughs> Gets the invisible he runs car. right into the invisible car. That was cool. <laughs> And he's like, and then, I just wanted to see whose side you were on. Exactly. Oh, it's like, you're such a dick. But I, I, was thinking, you I was like, oh, you're a dick, but I absolutely love you now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, I respect you for that. But then we also see Polaris. She does, she's like in rage mode. And she and Eclipse decide to kidnap Agent Turner. But mostly her. What? Oh, <laughs> I got to tell you. I, I got to say, although we, I got to throw it out here right now. What about that one moment when... The two of them are together in the car, and they hold hands together, and that, oh. Aurora, and that Aurora Borealis shows up, and she's like, if we have a girl, can we? we're naming her Aurora. That or he so said that. sweet. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. It was like, uh... <laughs> It's like, what if we have a boy? If he's a boy? <laughs> yeah, if, if he's a boy, we're going to call him Rory? It's like, she okay. She was like, um, no. <laughs> I loved that. That was... It was so pretty because, like, I when they do that with their hands, and then you're like, "Okay, I gotta quit. I gotta quit. I'm girling. I'm being girly, and I don't want to be girly." <laughs> well, uh, what about Caitlin, Lauren, and Andy saving that one mutant? I mean, Andy actually stepping up one, knowing that he's a freaking blood type that's universal. I know, and then she figured out how to like clamp that artery. I know, she's using her freaking power to do... I was like, oh, I'm like, what? I can't deal with... <laughs> They're thinking. They're thinking outside the box, and I thought that was awesome. And then the mom's seeing more and more, I think, too, that the powers the mutants have are, like, they're like, she's like, holy shit, we never knew mm-hmm. that the yeah. mutants have been doing stuff like this this whole time. And she's watching her own kids grow literally right in front of her. Oh, I know... <laughs> yeah, there was just a lot. Just the littlest things. There was huge stuff in this episode, but then the little things are huge too. What about oh, what about the big blow up right near the end? It's like oh get, shit, yeah, yeah. Blink and Dreamer pop over there. Have you noticed they cheapened out on the, the portaling effect? It was like they were behind some kind of corner. You saw the purple light, and then the two of them showed on screen. Did you notice <laughs> that? Yeah. If you didn't notice that, yeah, watch that. With the, yeah, re-watch this episode. It was cool still. I don't care. Yeah, you still get the effect. That's the thing. But they had to do it quickly. They're like, we're doing this quick. Mm-hmm. And then but the fact yeah, that um, you see then, her user. Yep, users her power. Then they had to get pulled out so quick. She did not want to leave him. But she was reading his thoughts and trying to find out, you know, what they were doing to the mutants and accidentally left him in that trance. Mm-hmm. And he... It, uh, does not realize his daughter's dead anymore. Oh, yeah, that that was almost heartbreaking for me to watch. I won't even lie. I'm just like... I know, that killed me a little bit. I mean, she's not a bad 
mutant, but even though he's horrible to them, she didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But he comes home wanting to talk to his daughter. Oh, it, oh, it, it almost broke me. It almost broke me, honestly. He's like, well, I can't go put her to bed or I can't wake her up to say goodnight. She's like, our daughter's dead. Yeah. And then Blink and her going at it because oh, yeah. Blink knows. She put memories in her head. And she's like, stay the... If there would have been language allowed on that show. <laughs> hmm Stay the fuck out of my head. Oh, you yeah. You made me fall in love with somebody that doesn't... That can't love me. Can't leave exactly. She said. Oh, God. Uh, that episode yeah. had a lot going... It seems like every episode has a lot going on. They took... You know, they did not spare any time just building this shit up. I mean, they started immediately with this show. And I know I keep talking so good about the show every week, and it's because it's great. I can't. It is. I I, bad to say about the show. I know. I mean, Orville already on Fox has already been renewed for a second season. This show, if it hasn't already gotten a full season pickup, needs to get a full season pickup and a season two already. Boom. Just call it. I'm pretty sure it will. I mean, I've already, I've only seen good stuff. I have never seen a bad word about Gifted. Exactly. Or Orville. I mean, I haven't seen bad stuff about Orville either, so. Yeah. This week's episode, the next episode coming out, Got Your Six, which is oddly enough, episode six. Uh Ah. I see what they did there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that one sounds like it was a good episode from the other night so we're i'm gonna be looking forward to going through it and watching it and then us talking about it next week so that's gonna be awesome but speaking of more awesome flash the flash episode four and we had oh well elongated journey into night (laughs) directed by elongated yep directed by harry wells himself tom cavanaugh oh we'll call him hr yes we will call him hr (laughs) i just love him so much so much stuff going on i when you know when they said when i saw it was going to be elongated man and they kind of made it sound like he was a villain i was like what the hell mm-hmm. elongated man cannot be a villain but then yeah we learn he's not really a villain fairy just hated him for some stuff back in the day yeah well, you know just he wasn't bad he was just shitty shifty Mis- he is more misguided and yeah he did something stupid but he did it for a reason he thought was right mm-hmm. and then they explained to Barry like look you went and fucked up the timeline because you thought it was right that's true <laughs> like look what you did Barry you went back just do you think you with good intentions to save your mom and you came back and all kinds of shit went multiple crazy. times multiple right, times bro. right so like can you really blame him you did it to be, do certain things and right wrongs he did the same thing Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a couple of really good up, ep- couple of really good lines in this episode. Like four years, and I finally vomited from Joe. <laughs> when, when 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 they're when they've got Dibney Ralph. Well, whatever we want to call him, his name is Ralph Dibney or Elongated Man. We'll call him Ralph. I'll call him Ralph. Okay. When they got Ralph, it, yeah, the way they got Ralph in Star Labs, <laughs> and you know, Caitlin's pulling at the arm, and it pops out, and it was all like. Whoop. It's like his face (laughs) four four years and it's the first time I vomited. Good stuff. Uh, So, I mean, then, but then we find out that Ralph was actually blackmailing the mayor for adultery. And it's like the the guys that were coming to his office to hang him over the edge when he then elongated down the edge of the building. (laughs) Right. It was his cronies, and of course, they're, they're trying to... The mayor was bear- dirty. The mayor's yeah. like, let's just kill the cops. We don't care. Yeah. Like, what the hell? 
And they and they were so nice to the mayor. They like really liked the mayor and respected him and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just it was just weird. It was really really weird. I thought with that, everybody but, kept telling Joe that he was glowing, like he was the pregnant one. That was cracking me up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like, yes. Joey carrying the baby. Why is he glowing? Hey, you, you come on. You're a girl. Sometimes you get. <laughs> sometimes you get, you re, sometimes you see guys with a really happy moment. Hell. I was like that after Monday night when I saw the Lions kill the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Handily. And we're not going to talk about what yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. did to us, but, you know, besides that. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. anyway, it just, yeah, that, that Joe has this glow on his face. Yeah, he was glowing. Yeah, but, you know, we are also gl- we're glossing over the other big thing from this episode. Which is... Reacher, he's father. Oh my god, that shit was killing me. He's like, I'm gonna hunt you. Yes, it was classic. He, he was counting down, and he, <laughs> the Cisco's just like, you're kidding, right? Come on, sit. Where are you, Siski? <laughs> right when she <laughs> Gypsy comes back, and she's like, Oh god, he's hunting him. <laughs> mm-hmm. She comes back to the table. She's like, Oh god, he's hunting him. I was, I was, I, you couldn't help but laugh at all that shit. It was hilarious. I was, I was balls out laughing. It was hilarious. Yeah, but at the end when he sees him like stand up, like Cisco stand up, like you ain't doing this and like defending everybody. He was like, okay, I got respect for you now. Mm-hmm. Oh He's yeah. Like, when I they... still hate you. <laughs> but I respect you. But I respect you and I know that you'll protect. What was her name? Cynthia? Yeah, her name's Cynthia and his name is Josh. Josh. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> the fuck hey hey you know what it's all good (laughs) so i mean that was that was a fun episode a fun now we get he says elongated man's gonna be like one of his sidekicks and i think that's epic it'll it'll be interesting to see i well i just thought of justice league uh unlimited where you know what i mean where we have some of those characters like him that you don't see Mm -hmm. often so I think it's going to be fun. But then at the end of the episode, of course, we always have, I swear, Flash and all of these shows, we always get something right at the very end. We find out that Ralph was told by, that somebody named DeVoe told him to watch the mayor. And we heard that, we've heard the name DeVoe already. We have. By both Savitar and Abracadabra. Exactly. And I think we both know who DeVoe is, secretly. And who would that be? Be. I'm thinking that's the thinker. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. <laughs> well, speaking of bum, 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 what about that message scrawled on Caitlin's apartment door? Yeah, what's up with that? It was creepy. Why won't she just say what the fuck is going on to people? Because it would be way too easy. I know, I know. Uh, but then this week's episode girls night out which we've heard is basically the big bachelorette bachelor party <laughs> the commercial shows the drunk berry yeah. uh disappearing to the bar to get peanuts <laughs> where'd you go uh want to get a little nuts i know i was cracking up even <laughs> nicole saw that was like oh my god mhm <sighs> uh good stuff but <sighs> as always now we get to our easy time of the show the quick time of the show. Legends. Legends of tomorrow. <laughs> I love Legends so much. I don't want to make it sound like this show doesn't have 
depth or plot, but seriously, this one did. This one had some crazy shit in it. Yeah, I mean, reviewing this show just ends tends to be easy. This one was. Oh, this had some crazy stuff in it. Yeah. I mean, one of the first things, we see Ray trying to have this team-building meeting, and then he just vanishes. <laughs> He's just so positive, and they're like, how are you? How is he? The What's the newbie's name? Zari. Yeah, she's like, how are you so positive all the time? Yeah, he's doing these team-building exercises, and the newbie's name is... Zari. Zari. She's talking about, how is he so positive? And then she learns, and I think those two are kind of going to be a thing by the end. I don't know. What, Ray and Zari? Yeah, they kind of bond as he's a kid. Oh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) But then they bond as adults. Like, at the end, they're watching musicals together and talking. And she's kind of doing his team-building exercise with him. I won't even joke with you. I was... was mentally humming good morning good morning oh so was i that got stuck in my head but then i had the whole et thing going too i was like oh my god yeah like the last couple of mornings at work that's been going through my head i'm like what the damn hell (laughs) they did that to you (sighs) but yes we find out ray dies back in 88 right and we see that he got a little playmate a baby dominator and it was so freaking cute it was and his name was gumball and we learned that dominators can be rational. Yeah, the oh my, that's supposed to be a queen. The, the the mom was supposed to be a queen. It's like, what? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So anyway, Sarah. Yeah. So, so they go back in time to save Ray. Ray realizes that like he didn't really have friends. Mm-hmm. All those kids he thought were his friends were like totally not. He sees himself stealing. Yep. And. <laughs> He got a rude awakening. Ray got a little bit of a rude awakening by his yeah, childhood. He's, yeah, he's like, what the fuck? I just stole? Mm-hmm. And Mick's all, like, proud of him. <laughs> it's like, good job, haircut. I know, that was funny. And he goes to his house, and, yeah, that's where he sees the little Dominator. And, again, I'm just going to say, little gumball. I feel like we all should have had a gumball. Oh, got more gumball. We all should have had one. He was way cuter than E.T. Mm-hmm. Speaking of E.T., what about the damn scene where they're on the bikes and I was like, no. And he had and his hot mom. We had the hot mom. We had the E.T. Oh, yeah. And like the queen becomes the hot mom and basically rapes Steel. Oh, God. And he's just like, I need a breath mint or 20. (laughs) He was seriously disturbed after that. What about the whole thing where Jax, Mick, and... Stein steal the wave rider to go oh. to, go to um, the birth of his grandchild because that you you find out it's like Gray's been taking spending a lot of time by himself. What shits he's up to, and you find out he's making this communicator to talk to crap. What's her name? I think it's Lily. It is. I think to talk to his daughter. Okay, to talk to his daughter, and then it's they're like, all starting to suspect him of communicating with the Time Borough and all this other crap. And time he just wants to get. And he just wants to talk to his daughter. And I know, I knew right away that's what he was doing. I couldn't believe they were thinking all that. But Yeah, and that was it was really sweet. But then the end, Jax talks to Ray and says, you need to help me split up Firestorm. What? Yeah. Ooh. It's because I mean, they want him to be able to be a grandpa, and he they can tell he doesn't want to be completely there. He's in two places. 
Right. It's like he does, but he doesn't. He want. It's like you remember how much he had issue about his daughter after yeah. after Flashpoint, and now he's like all in that. I think it's that six months they had away. Well, how are they going to split up Firestorm? Who's going to be the other half? Well, that's the thing. It's either it's got to be somebody else that can either take the power with him, pay, do that, or they find a way to just. I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens with that. What about Wally West? <laughs> Sorry, I'm way too obsessed with that. I gotta quit. No, no, you cannot combine Firestorm with Kid Flash. <laughs> no, hell no. Sorry, I, I, just, I, I have to say Wally West when it comes to everything because I just want him there so bad. <laughs> I, you, you can want him there, but I'm ve- I'm sorry, I'm vetoing that. That is not going to happen. I just think that would be so balls <laughs> and way too powerful and stuff would explode and bye-bye Wave Rider. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wally. Well, about the whole uh, Wally, Wally oh, Firestorm yeah. thing. Yeah, we're not going to... The Wally Firestorm would just be a Wally shitstorm, so... Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I veto I veto that. Yeah, it's not really going to be a thing, but you know me. I'm always trying to bring Wally into the conspiracies. I I understand that, but what about uh what about the newbie about Zari? I mean the the whole bonding of the two of them that you know with her and Ray. No, I meant Firestorm. I'm I'm back on that again. Oh, about oh, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I really don't. That's that creeped me out when they said to split them up. I was like, I don't know what this means. Mm-hmm. It's like what? But there was a lot in this episode. There a really lot. was. Yeah. But then I saw the preview for some vampire episode. I'm like, okay, none of the other shows did horror episodes, but then we get two Halloween yeah, episodes. Yeah, this week's episode, Return of the Mac, where it sounds like they go to Victorian London. Oh, God, I love Victorian. Anything Victorian. So I'm excited yeah, that, for that then. Had some good times. Well, that's Monday and Tuesday. So we're going to hit up Thursday and Friday here in just a second. We'll be right back. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. On our affiliate, Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com. Or find us on our website, GenXGrownUp.com. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. All right, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> no. right. All right, we are back, and now we're back with the big Big end of the week. Gotham, for starters. Miss Yeager, fire away with a day in the Narrows. Okay. So this episode, we still have the uh, the pig guy. Professor Pig? He is a cop, you find out at the end, which, you know, is what Gordon pretty much figured. Spoiler he alert. realizes Gordon is the only pure cop in Gotham. He just wants... Things to be the way they are, you know, the way they should be. I'm a cop. I'm here to get the bad guys, get the crime out of Gotham. There's some crazy shit that goes down. I mean, they the Narrows is like the poorest neighborhood 
where all the bad stuff goes down. Nobody will give anybody up. Everybody's afraid. Well, you know, his partner, his bestie, just decides to bring Penguin in for help. Oh, you fucking kidding me. Hell no. He realizes that he is pretty much became a bad guy. And he kind of has, he's using all these tactics that he just never would have. You know, Harvey, that's his name. Yeah. Um, I I told you Harvey was shady from the first moment I saw him. He wasn't, though. He just became this guy. That's basically what Gotham did to him. Gordon went one way and Harvey went another. It did that. It let him do that. Gotham did. But they're in the Narrows and... Uh, Gordon finds somebody that will talk, and she's about to tell him what's going on. And one of the people that Penguin has with him is like a bounty hunter. He's got this gimmick where he has two guns, and I won't, I'll shoot twice. The first one will kill you, but I shoot you again just because it's my gimmick. Mm-hmm. This tacky guy. Well, he decides he busts in, and he drags this woman out in the street in front of everybody and threatens to kill her, her uh, elderly husband. Unless she talks. And that's all on the street in front of everybody. This big spectacle. And this is what's happening. And uh, Harvey ends up in an ambulance with what he thinks is a a cop who's been kidnapped and shot. And he basically tells Gordon where to find the guy. And he tells him he's one of the good ones. Well, at the end, you find out that was the guy. That was the pig man. The guy Mm -hmm. that... uh, And he takes all his prosthetics off and everything at the end. He basically knew that Gordon was the only good one. But by the end of it, Gordon starts making other cops see the light. And they start doing what cops are supposed to do. So the pig killer guy, (laughs) whatever, I can't remember what they called him. Kind of his plan worked. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But Gordon and Harvey hate each other, kind of. Harvey is like, oh shit, I'm a piece of crap. And everybody thinks I am now. Because nobody will listen to him now. They just listen to Gordon, so... Yeah. That's what happened with that. And now we have bad boy Bruce. After what he did to Ra's al Ghul, he's going into this, like, rabbit hole. Um, he leaves with this girl named Grace from his little party he was having at his house. And he goes hang out. Actually, one of the boys at the party is somebody that got in a fight with Bruce Wayne at one time. And Bruce punched him. Oh, I don't geez. remember the episode. But <clears throat> um, they go to, like, they start drinking and taking drugs and end up, like, at a club. Oh, and drinking geez. illegally and shit. And Bruce is all high and drunk and like dancing at a rave at the end. Damn. Yeah, so we got bad boy Bruce now who wants to get high and drink. And Gordon's trying to get the police force back together. And kind of overrides the penguin. So that is Gotham. Sheesh. Yeah, I see there's a little notation at the end. Gordon is lauded by the media as a hero. The police stopped accepting the licenses for mis- misconduct. But Bullet complains that while Gordon is now a he- hero, he is now, quote, just a cop that shot another cop. Yeah. Oh, boy. So we got, yeah, there's a, there's a big mixture of craziness happening. But it's getting better while Bruce is just, yeah. <laughs> Get better? That was a question. It sounded like a question mark at the end of that. Getting better? Well, in a way, I mean, they're like, we're going to stop accepting these licenses and da-da-da-da-da-da. But I feel like Harvey's going to do something fucked up. Yeah, that could be in next week's episode. A Dark Knight. Stop hitting yourself. What? That's the name of next week's episode. Stop hitting yourself. You're shitting me. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm your co-host. Do you really think I would shit you that hard? Probably. 
No. <laughs> but yes, uh, tomorrow night's episode, which is we're recording on Wednesday right now. Stop hitting yourself. That's freaking hysterical. And then we go from Thursday into Friday, which I still know that I know you've still stopped watching this. I know you have. But we get maybe. <laughs> but we got episode seven of the Inhumans: Havoc in the Hidden Land. Well, you got some crazy shit going on. The whole royal family still on Earth, and they got Orin and her party and all the other Inhumans. They were sent down to kill them, and they get sent back up to the moon to Maximus as a to parlay. They're, they literally they use the word parlay. So in other words, they use their Dealings with Disney and Pirates of the Caribbean to use the word parley, I'm guessing. <laughs> I think parley's just a word. I know it's just... <laughs> I know it's just a word, but it just kind of la- made me laugh. I'm thinking parley. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> it, it, here, here was something badass. It's just like, after everything that happened... Oh, wait, they're back on the moon now? Yeah, they did go up to the moon to parley. And here's the whole thing. It's like, just before they sent Orn and her team back up... Karnak walks up to Orn and just literally grabs her head. Crunch! What'd you do that for? Now she'll come back. <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, she, her abilities to come back were lessening, though. They are lessening, definitely. So you find out, actually, that the royal family, mostly known to only... You see Triton actually come back. Triton is revealed to be alive. What? Yes. So Triton, who died in the first episode, you find out that him and Black Bolt had actually prepared for some shit like this. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was, there, they have, there's this bunker for the royal family that Triton and Karnak and them knew about, except for apparently Medusa didn't lo- know that, so she was kind of pissed about that. Like, you can't <laughs> keep secrets from me. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. She gets, she gets bratty. Yeah. I mean, you find out more about the whole thing where Orin is a little disillusioned because she learns that Maximus's big agenda wasn't to become king or to be a normal, you know, to be, oh, he, he did all of this being a human. She finally figures out that his whole thing is about getting a second terragenesis. And uh, they have this parlay. And it's like, so she's court. pissed now. She's like, wait a minute. <laughs> she's pissed. She's coming off from her high horse and figuring out, oh, shit. He's just using her. Mm-hmm. So they parlay. Black Bolt agrees to Maximus to say, yeah, you can go through Terragenesis if I get the throne. It's like, okay, I want my scientist back. He gets, you know, Maximus gets Declan. And then Maximus says, nope, screw you. It's like, you need to leave. I'm not giving you back the throne. You need to leave. This is mine. I'm like, well, how is that even a thing? He's not even an inhuman. Like, Black Bolt could destroy him in, like, a second. But then what kind of respect will his people have if he kills his own brother, a regular human, right there? Because look what his freaking brother did. Nobody likes his brother. Yeah. You see more little plotting here. You see with this whole falling out of favor that Orin has, she actually talks to Karnak, knows about the research, knows about this whole plan. Karnak comes up with an idea that Orin gives him some of her DNA so that they can try to revive Gorgon for a second Terragenesis. <clears throat> but it looks like it fails. Because it's like it happens and then he doesn't come out of it or anything like that. Which is kind of depressing. Then you get to right near the end. Triton ends you know, ends up back in this courtyard. 
and Maximus is moving along or something, has all these guards. Triton goes full bore, just kills this guy, kills this guard, kills this guard to try to get Maximus by himself, which he does, captures him, and sends him to Black Bolt. Looks like he's going to kill him, and then, oh, guess what? This simple human, oh, there's a failsafe. I die, the dome that's protecting us will fail, and everybody's dead. What? End. End scene. Oh, yeah. So the whole entirety of this final season episode will probably be how to regain the throne, deal with Maximus without killing him or having killing everybody else because the dome is going to go down. Oh, and by the way, at the end of the episode, Gorgon apparently w- awakens. You see Declan down with the Terragenesis containers and all that, and you see Gorgon slowly like bust out of the Terragenesis chamber and slowly walk towards Declan and he kind of looks zombie-ish a little bit or just seems like, oh, that he's out of it. So, oh, this last episode. And finally, Black Bolt. It might be a little bittersweet seeing the end of it, but you know what? Then it's going to be only five shows we're going to have to review each week and then we get a little bit of a break. I'm just, don't get me wrong, but it's, <laughs> I know. But, but then I could maybe start doing my Walking Dead. Very very possibly. We, 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 that's something we're talking about. Not not that I don't want to see. Not that I don't want to see The Walking Dead or anything else. It's something we're going to talk about. Okay. <laughs> but damn, this was an int- this was an interesting week of shows. We just ha- we had we had everybody had a little bit of life this week. Every single show, even Legends. Legends had life in it. Legends always has life to me. Well, I mean, more so than usual, especially with the whole things with. The, the Stein angle and the separating firestorm. Yeah, that one I'm I'm really like. And, and well, like, and also you know what else that got me was Ray. They were talking about how Ray was so positive all the time, and then at the end he was telling his younger self negative stuff, and then the negative girl, sorry. who was always negative, was starting to tell him the positives. I was like, well, that was a flip switch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Even Supergirl brought it going back like season one and all. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wow. I'm, I'm kind of excited then for this coming week. I mean, we've got Supergirl having some interesting social stuff we hear going on. Gifted's getting a little more exciting. Pre-wedding parties on the Flash, plus apparently the uh, rival of Starbuck from the revived version of Battlestar Galactica. Katie, I can never pronounce her last name or I've never really learned her last name. Legends, like you said, vampire episode, Gotham's being all crazy shit, and, and humans is going to be on its end. So, whew. I wonder if they're ever going to come back in humans. I don't know. I don't know. We will, but we will keep you notified of that. And on top of that, other than that, Miss Jaeger, you got anything else for our lovely fans out here? I don't think I do. Okay. Well. On that note, this is Chris. And this is Crystal. And we are going to tune out. We'll catch you next week. Have fun. Bye, y'all.